Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. One of the biggest weekends in the GAA calendar this weekend. We've got two of the biggest sports rivals head-to-head on Sunday. Uh, Dublin Kerry, Derry Galway on Saturday. But why is there so little buzz or chat about this? Uh, former Dublin footballer Philly McMahon is on the line. Philly, is is there is there the same hype as previous years? Uh, I woke up this morning and Twitter had exploded. The GA um, people that I, I follow, um, there was a, there's a lot of conversation around the lack of media this week for, in particular, the three uh, counties that didn't do much: um, Kerry, Dublin, and, and Galway. Derry have have done their media stuff. So. I, I wasn't aware of it until until Twitter exploded this morning, um, but I suppose the, the, the thing you know, it, it's one of those things. It's a sport that you w- you wouldn't really notice it because there's so much talk for already. Um, the Kerry Dublin game is going to be massive, and mm. certainly the other side of it is going to be the other semi final is going to be massive as well in terms of Galway and Derry. But do you feel yourself like you know, I mean I know it's different when when you were playing, but I mean is there is there the same kind of build-up or the same buzz that we'd normally have? Like, you know, I wonder, is it is it the condensed calendar? Has that changed that? Yeah, there, there, there's definitely um, the conversation around the condensed calendar is that it's much harder for counties to do the media stuff prior to whichever game it is, in this particular game, the semi-final uh, of the All-Ireland. So most counties might have kind of a rule around doing media yeah, prior to a game, maybe it's like ten days before. There's no media stuff, or um, probably a little bit less, maybe seven days. But it's very hard to do that with a condensed calendar, isn't it? Like so, um, and there's enough. Uh, there's there's this kind of unwritten obligation that we need to promote the game as well. You know that there's fans that want to hear about about the preparations for games. But I do think we need to be a bit more innovative if we're cl- we're kind of clutching our straws in terms of saying. The only thing we can speak about this week is that there's three county teams that didn't do media. I think then, like, if we're not being as innovative as we should. A couple of weeks ago, I wrote in, in the independent column about, um, like, there's no GAA actual show of, a, you know, during the week. It's just mm. from the game after and stuff like that. So there's a space there. Okay. Maybe there's a bit of noise being created now because of that space that, that people are, are feeling that there is a, a need for a little bit more innovative media. Um, if you're a fan, if you're going to any of the games Saturday or Sunday, if you're a, a Kerry, Dublin, Derry, Galway supporter, if you want to join us here, 1800 453 106. Off the balls, John Duggan, Philly, is with us as well um, in studio. John, is there that correlation between the new condensed calendar and this kind of lack of a buzz? Uh, well, it, it's whether you believe there's a lack of a buzz. Uh, I know when off the ball, we'd have the football pod with uh, Paddy Andrews, um, Philly's former teammate, and James O'Donoghue. We'd have, obviously, on News Talk every night, we'd have coverage of all the games. Tomorrow and Sunday, we'll have comprehensive coverage. But we're not hearing from 
um, Dublin and Kerry camps this week. Uh, in America, everybody speaks. And I think it's a bit of a shame because when they retire, GA folk are the most interesting people. But once they're in camp, they're amateurs, uh, they're under pressure. Uh, maybe there's sometimes a suspicion that words can be misconstrued or used as motivation for the opposition. But um, these people have got great stories to tell. And I'd love to see uh, a bit more openness when it comes from management and, and players. Uh, it's maybe easy at times for us to beat Croke Park up about it. But we were dealing with 32 independent republics here. And then to be some kind of contract with Croke Park around funding or whatever um, that, you know, there, there has to be an obligation for whether whoever's comfortable manager and maybe one player to just kind of do a preview. Jim Gavin would have done one every um, before every game at the Gibson Hotel, I for always thought, John, there was a, a press conference. There was a presser usually But there's, not, the, there's the no week. obligation and, and, and it's put okay. that it's down to amateur status. Um, there's many reasons, I think. Like, I suppose, what is this all about? This is all about... Um, you know, the association obviously been able to, uh, as a voluntary organisation, put money back into the association. So I suppose the reason why there's a bit of a talking point is because probably about 70,000 tomorrow for uh, Galway, Derry and Cavan, uh, Westmeath, which mm. is good. But Dublin Kerry in 2016 was full. Um, at 82,000 like at the moment there there were tickets available I bought my tickets in Ticketmaster yesterday there's many reasons for this if you're like a family of four from Kerry are you going to spend 200 on tickets petrol, food you won't get an overnight stay and maybe think to yourself you know what I'll wait until the final um, it might be better for me to watch this at home um, so there's many factors why maybe these games won't be fully at capacity uh, tomorrow on Sunday but I don't think the squeeze calendar is helping in terms of the buzz like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going to Dublin Kerry and then the two finals luckily enough to do so that's three games in 15 days and um, the GA will then be giving the floor in August and September to other sports and I just kind of feel like um, from a Gates receipts perspective um, there's no replays they're going to penalties uh, mm. Armagh Galway went to penalties right. I wasn't sure that was the best thing to do surely they can create space for another game uh, more excitement and ultimately more money to filter back into the association Would you agree with that Philly? There was a lot in that answer, to be honest. So, <laughs> Sorry, there, was part, there was parts that I was trying to listen to, and there was parts that was good. But uh, there's certain things I do. I, it's not that I don't agree with it. It's just that I don't feel that you're coming from the point of view of the players. Well, let me so ask you. The, well let me good. ask you the question then, Philly. Was, yeah. You know, you're say Philly McMahon's still playing. You've all Ireland football semi final uh, this Sunday against against Kerry, uh, and Jim Gavin mm. comes up to you this week and he says, "Listen, um, John Duggan here and off the ball, Andrea Gilligan lunchtime live. They want to bring you on. Want to chat to you. Build up to the game. Would you do yeah. it as a current player? If I was comfortable, yeah, I would. Okay, but it, it, that's not that's not what I, I feel. It's not. This is what I'm assuming. That's not that's not what's happened. What I'm assuming is what's happened there is one team in particular. Let's talk about Dublin and Kerry." One team has said, I'm not doing it. And probably your team has said, well, they're not doing it. We're not doing it. And that's where I think it's come from. Like, But I need to go back to the point of the player point of view. Um, we're talking about obligations. We're talking about the amateur status. If 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 there's, I don't know, it's very rare this would happen. But if there's players that are, are at a stage where they're like, I just want to play football. Like, you can't really, in an amateur status, say, you have to do this. So that's the grey areas. And I, I'm a believer that there should be some sort of obligation there to say that you have to support the development of the game. You have to... There's a sponsorship element to this as well. Will, will, will companies sponsor these teams as much if there's not much media stuff done? 
Um, so I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence because I'm I'm a, a mixed player, like you know. So I understand. I know you see it from it. I would be focusing on the game this week. I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> Excuse me, language. I wouldn't give a shit about what journalists would say or what media people would say that if I don't do it. We're not so precious to feel. I I don't feel I'm so precious to feel the need to 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 hear from or to have my interview with somebody or whatever. But I like, for example, we get all the content from New Zealand from the rugby mm. uh, fraternity. Matt Hansen this morning, uh, Andy Farrell yesterday. We're hearing well, what they have to say. Give me an example of an amateur sport. Yeah, that well, that, the, the, you're talking the, the, about all the professional sports. Give me an example of an amateur sport no, where you're getting all of this. But I'm just saying that if you get um, people speaking, then it's obviously going to be beneficial for the game. That's the point, I, Bernard. I agree with that. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, when you're a player, that's not what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm, I'm a player. I'm, my job is not to be, um, be in the media the, the week of a game. Although I, I'm, I'm saying there is an obligation that I would agree with that it promotes the game. But as a player right now, the mindset of a player is, is saying, I have a big game this this week, um, this weekend, and that's all my focus is. If I'm told to do media by the manager, I'll do it, but mostly my focus is on the game. But you want to be doing media Philly and enjoy doing it, and maybe the calendar doesn't help with that regard. I'm not sure any player in GA gets into GA to become someone that enjoys media. You just get used to it. You don't, you don't, I never, I never set out in my career to go, I want to be that fella talking on the telly. Like, I, I wanted to play for Dublin. And and the media came after. It was a byproduct of me being an inter-county footballer. So I don't know of anybody that someone just becomes a bit more comfortable with being in the media. I don't think they like go out to like they'll enjoy playing football more than they will the media. I see. While they're playing. I see your 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 um your former teammate Philly um Bernard Brogan last night was talking about this online and he said my view is that intercounty managers should as part of the gig have a responsibility to promote the game and allow players that are comfortable to do media also a responsibility and media to be fair to the players who are amateur and have to go to work too on a Monday morning is he right about that yeah. about intercounty managers um having that responsibility to allow the players I thought it was the use of the word allow players do media well the, the, the key thing here is that <clears throat> um, there's there's so many variables that feed into why a management team mightn't do it so to to just draw a line under the stand and say no managers have to get the players to do this it's quite difficult like because there's so many things then from a GPA point of view they might step in and say well there might be things that we need to do if there's things we need to get across the line in terms of the you know the support for players so there, there's one variable there might be things where um, individual they've used probably a certain amount of the players already to do media and it comes to a point where they're kind of like there's not enough more there's not, do we keep going back to the same player because I would know that when I was being interviewed by journalists while I was playing they'd ask me the same questions over and over again and a lot of the time I spoke to journalists about kind of my interviews with them. They were like, we they were more interested actually of outside of sport than than sport for me. But it kept this, it kept regurgitating the same things over and over again. So a manager will have certain players that will probably look at um, for big games yeah. and probably you know this fellow would feel more comfortable in the uh, kind of with there's if there's more media attention. But they they run out eventually. Like okay. so, you kind of then have to go across the team if you have the same person which when I first got on the Dublin team you had the same probably faces doing the media stuff over and over again and that doesn't really help the team 
at all, like because then you might have somebody that's envious of what's going on or it just it's there's so much dynamics to the culture of it. Yeah. Well I suppose if you're always going to the same performers, um the you know, the, the build up or the hype or the profile then is nearly built around that one individual. Let me bring in Nadine Doherty as well, um, Philly and John. Nadine Nadine's a former Donegal footballer and pundit. Nadine, you're listening to Philly and John there. Um what's your take on this? Um, I think they've they've both made very fair points. I can totally see where John is coming from, you know, from a media point of view. Um, there are stories to be told out there, absolutely. Um, I do think we have gone away a little bit from, like, the nitty-gritty of football and what's happening on the pitch. Um, I think there's a big absence there of real critical analysis of games. Um, and I totally agree with Philly. There was a spell there where it was the same players, and we actually find that in the coverage of women's football now. It's the same people, it's the same stories, and no more than the players themselves, I suppose, getting bored at giving the same answers. People get bored as well reading it. Um, I do think a lot comes down to the manager. We're finding that a lot more on the women's game that they won't release players for interviews. Like, I was writing a piece there for the Indo a couple of weeks ago, and I could not get a player. I couldn't get a player. It was to comment on the format of the championship. I contacted three or four county boards and, and I couldn't get anything. And why, Nadine, anybody. sorry, just to, to explain that, why is that? I mean, is that just county board comes back to you and says not available in, in the week leading up to the semi-final oh, or whatever? Oh, they, they didn't even come back to me. Right. I got, I got one message back, one phone call back from a county board saying that they'd get in touch if anybody was available and then I heard nothing, so it was quite noise. But I, I just think to touch on as well and something that Philly came in on, you know, when you're doing interviews, you are building your profile and I think especially in, in men's sports, that doing those interviews and being available to the media, I think that has given a lot of players a profile and even in terms of their business, their career after sports. So while it can be a little bit annoying after a match and, and before a match and you don't want to do that media work, I think in the long term it can be quite beneficial and, and it has been. So it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, and I agree. I mean, I played football for years. In, in ladies football, the media coverage back then was minimal. But the week before a game, the last thing you wanted to do was go out and give an interview. Now, there were always one or two on the team who were only absolutely delighted to get in the air. Mm. But, but, you know, in general, yeah, you do you do want to focus okay. on the game. And it is an amateur sport. But I think there's just different avenues to explore, for sure, in terms of coverage. John? Yeah, I remember 19 years ago, I went into the Toronto dressing room after the final and Peter Canavan was there and he did just won the All-Ireland and it was a journalist free-for-all that could speak to anybody and that was wrong at the time because it was too intrusive. But now it's got to the stage where it's just a lot of the, um, you know, the interviews are quite anodyne, maybe because players and managers are frustrated with the questions that they're getting. But I'm just saying from the supporters' point of view, these are the heroes they're seeing at Croke Park. They're going to see the, uh, like their heroes over the next couple of days. They want to know these people. They want to know who they are, their interests, and maybe the players don't feel the obligation around that but I just think um, when we hear interesting things from people like look at the JP McManus program the other day mm. it was fascinating like the Limerick lads gave their time uh, I was a bit of crack Rory, Tiger everybody's given their time so obviously we're going to gravitate to people telling their stories like Benny Heron the stuff going around I think he got a message from Jay from the Inbetweeners over the last couple of days um, and there's really funny stuff on social media so um, it's not about an ambush or anything like that it's just about um, being able to get access to these stories for, from these people and, and hear about these people you know, and, like, and for example 
when, as I say, when all GA players when they retire, are, you, they really get the interesting um, shades of their character, like Phyllis Cottam or anybody who comes on off the ball. So that's the only thing I'd be curious mm. about. It doesn't really matter if, if Dublin or Kerry don't uh, speak this week because ultimately the okay. game is go- the game is what's you- going to decide our interest. But it would be nice to hear a bit more. Do you know what? I, I want to want to actually continue this conversation, and I want to um, hear as well actually from supporters. Listen, if you're Derry, Kerry, uh, Dublin, Galway supporter, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. If you want to join us, we're just going to take a very short break. We're continuing our conversation ahead of one of the biggest weekends in the GAA calendar: um, Dublin and Kerry, Derry and Galway, and we're asking: Is there a lack of buzz? or lack of build-up uh, to the games this weekend. John Duggan from Off the Ball is still with me in studio. I was chatting to former Dublin player uh, Philly McMahon and also uh, former Donegal player as well, Nadine Doherty, a few moments ago. But um, 1800 453 106 if you want to join us. Richard is on the line. Richard, you are a member of the Dublin Supporters Club. Do you think there's a lack of buzz? Uh, from a supporter, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the, the, the previous game, the quarters, like from the quarters of the semis, you be you wouldn't hear anything else pre lockdown. You wouldn't hear anything else but the game, the match, who's going to be playing. Da da da. The, the buzz would be absolutely flying. You'd be on Facebook. The banter pages would be would be lit up. The crack would be ninety. But honest to God, it's so flat. It's it's you're nearly lying in the market at this stage because there's just no hype, no build up. And I mean, when you look at it, four fantastic teams are left in the semis. And there's no huge hype, as I said, pre-lockdown that there was. Mm. Uh, um, and where is it gone? I don't know. Even looking around, when you look around for the colours of your of your county, when you're driving through town, you've got one banner over the footbridge and in, in, I'm on the north side in Fairview. I mean, the, the council dispute, they have that taken down. You've got Darnday Road is always lit with uh, the flags and the poles. But then very few houses that they used to have loads of colours out it's all. It's just not there, you know. To. Yeah. Is it, do you blame the condensed calendar? Yeah, uh, it could have a thing to do with you know. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I enjoyed the aspect of uh, of former player Philly, fantastic player he was. But like uh, from his point of view of of who gets the media with, with regarding the players, you know, it should be down to the county managers to say this is what we're going to do. Who's going to be comfortable with doing it? You know, to get the hype. Well, like I'm looking in the papers all week to see is there anything. There's nothing we all they're talking about is that the, the two forwards of the carry carry a double. You're King not listen, you're not and, listening and, to off the ball then, Richard. Well, you well, know, we, we, yeah, well, sometimes yeah, you have to work and then sometimes you don't get to listen. I know. Yeah. Let me bring in John Duggan yeah, as well, yeah, Richard. Richard is right in that we're talking about things, but we're not hearing from. Um, Desi Farrell or Jack O'Connor talking about it. Now, are they going to say anything that's going to be groundbreaking on the week of a game? No, they're not. Uh, but even just to hear a few minutes. Um, like Brian Cody, to be fair, did uh, interviews there. was speaking about the fact that he was worried about players maybe getting COVID. It was a bit of worry for the hurling final. But Kilkenny did their media. They got out of the way this week. Limerick lads were all down at the Germanor the other day. And they should not be disturbed next week because it's the week of the All-Ireland hurling final. Absolutely. They have enough to be dealing with. And that's why I do think it is a bit squeezed. But um, look, I think I think I think like ultimately. Yeah, can I just come in there? Sorry, I apologise for coming across no, here. What are you saying there? Um, I just think uh, um, Jim Gavin and Desi Farrell, two separate men, absolutely, hundred percent. I from listening to Desi uh, uh, more often than not when he when he does come out after games and what have you, he just doesn't have that oomph in his voice. Is it just me that think that now? Because many more dub supporters have said it themselves. He doesn't have that flair. He's very kind of flat noted. You know, you want to you want to put the, the, the bizarres into 
how you're going to come across, how you're going to go for the next game, and you know, be upbeat and positive about it. You know, I just I don't see it coming from. Uh, are now manager does he but, but he, uh, well he is an amateur manager to be fair like it's not his obligation to it's not his obligation know, to you know perform as where I mean entertainer he's not he's not Davy Fitz you know so everybody's different and that'll be my kind of, of style yeah let me let me bring in Richard as well Tom was in the line too in Westmeath um, Tom what's your take on all of this well there's there's a lot of talk there obviously about Dublin and Galway and Kerry and the whole lot but there is also another final that's in Crow Park and that's the Talcan Cup final with Westmeath and Cavan and it's, it's, if the GEA wanted to progress, it's obviously the first one. And it's very important for Westmead and for Cavan. Mm. But there's very little to speak about. Even yourselves there now on your own. It's just Dublin, Cavan. You know, if it was Mayo there, they'd, they'd definitely get top of the list well, too. You know, but is it Tom, is it? It is indeed. Tom, you know, you know what now? The Talton Cup has been a success. Because we know, because, I, because the supporters like yourself and are, are bought into it. And that's a great yes. thing to hear. Yes, oh yes, and yeah, you're the only one that has mentioned Westmead and Cavan playing. Like, there is a huge buzz in Westmead, and there's a huge buzz in Cavan as well. I was talking to a couple of friends of mine last night, and we're all looking forward to meeting up and going to the game and everything else. It's a huge day for the county, but it's very, there's very little about it, very little about it on the Sunday game last, or there, two weeks ago. You know, as if, kind of, you know, we're kind of nobodies, you know, we're we're not nobodies, we're in the final, and I'm very, I'm very delighted yeah. to look there. Right, well, we have well, three lads from our own club here are, are, are representing the county and I think it's great. Yeah. Have you but, tickets, Tom, for the weekend? Oh, you have, yeah. Oh, I have indeed, yeah. I have tickets and I have friends of mine flying over from London for it as oh, well. Right. That's, that's pretty cool because there was a Tommy Murphy Cup which was a flop about 10 years ago so they tried the Talton that's Cup and we weren't sure if this was going to be a success but even like in the excitement in your voice and the fact that it's a Croke Park, it's a Croke Park day out, it's a final, it's going to be on TV's 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon so that's a real like positive uh, yeah, for next season and the following and season. It's great for the lads and it's great for, for, for the weaker teams that are not going to get to... You know, we're not going to get up there at the moment, the way it's things the, are. It's very hard. Like Dublin is high, very unbelievable, and, you know, Kerry and that. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's great. It's something to celebrate. It was like the 99 when we won the under-21 minor All-Ireland. That Kerry, it, it's great, you know. Yeah. And to be fair, the GA did do a briefing for the Talton Cup centrally. Okay. Uh, so for Cavan and Westmeath so, was, so, yeah. so there was an official briefing okay. for that but well, just for Dublin and Kerry they didn't speak do you know it's, it's been a really interesting uh, conversation a lot of people actually getting involved with us here too on the uh, on the text lines the GAA need to revert to the traditional calendar dates get rid of the soccer style penalties says this text or July far too early to be at this stage of the championship and everybody is on holidays uh, Sean in Westport has got in touch and he just simply says, says the reason there's no build up is because Mayo uh, they're not in the semi-final otherwise the media be flat out talking about it <laughs> lunchtime live at newstalk.com that's the email address Richard and Tom Philly McMahon uh, Nadine Doherty and off the balls John Duggan thanks a million to you all for your time here on lunchtime live lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk.